What's up, everybody? Here we are with the Autoflower Review. Hope everybody's been doing well. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since I've been able to do an episode, unfortunately, just due to work and life and all that kind of thing. I'm sure you guys can understand. Uh, super thankful for the rest of the hosts stepping up and continuing to be able to put out some really interesting, cool content. And uh, I've personally very much enjoyed listening to their shows. I mean, I've actually learned <laughs> from from their shows. And so we've got some really cool stuff coming up. And uh, we actually have a new team member coming on, uh, Rasta K. Some of you guys might already know him. Uh, he's uh, at Rasta K Grows. Uh, Ross is a cool, cool dude, and uh, he's going to actually be uh, co-hosting with uh, KJ on the smoking section, and so keep an ear out for that. Um, but on this episode, I really wanted to kind of take a minute to talk about uh, some of the previous grows, because again, I've been sporadic in being able to do these episodes, so just want to make sure to address everything as, as we go along here, because I know a lot of you follow you know, either individual grows or, you know, things of that nature. So, uh, I guess, you know, I know we covered the Gorilla Cookies, which was the first DWC run, but uh, right after that was the Phantasmo Express and Old School Mango Haze from Mephesto. We ran those in uh, DWC with Cutting Edge uh, Solutions uh, Louder Powder for the Nutrients and new level hydroponics DWCs, uh, and they just absolutely exploded. Uh, in fact, those two in a 4x4, I mean, it needed more room than that. I'm starting to learn that really, if you're going to run an auto DWC, or specifically a Mephesto or Fast Buds, because those have been consist- consistently very large plants, DWC, so... Um, if you run anything like that, and most all of them will get pretty large, but... You know, I get a lot of questions about running four DWCs in a 4x4. Four four. I don't see how you could do that. <laughs> I mean, a couple of our team members are trying it right now, but uh, I think it's going to get be a jungle in there real quick. So, really, I think a 3x3 three is about ideal, at least in my experience. I guess this is only, I'm on, what, six or seven now DWC autos, so... Still dialing it in. Don't have it perfect yet, but uh, something I would like to experiment with is lining up like three three by threes in a straight line, and and just giving each one a three by three area like that because I know it would certainly uh, do well. And uh, like right now, just to fast forward to current, right now we've got a ghost tooth by Mephesto, which is at day fifty, I believe. And then uh, the younger one in that 4x4 is a mimosa crossed with the orange punch by Barney's Farm. And uh, and I messed up. I actually started that one too soon. I should have waited longer because now, <laughs> if you look at the IG page, you'll see pictures. But uh, that ghost tooth is taking up about 75% of the 4x4. And all the while, the mimosa cross with the orange punch is uh i think it's on day 33 or something like that and i mean it's starting to explode so it's it's getting cramped in there already and the ghost tooth price that still has a couple more weeks so not sure how that's going to go but lesson learned because uh, my goal was to stagger them 
you know, in that four by four so that hopefully around the time the bigger one is finishing up, the younger one's on probably day 14 or something like that. So going to dial that in a little better, but uh, the mimosa orange punch might might get a little messed up just because it's not going to have adequate space for a week or so. So anyway, it's well, that's kind of something I really enjoy about doing all this is figuring out, you know, how to do it better and dialing things in. So it's a lot of fun, but, uh, but anyway, we'll, uh, go back in time a little bit. I wanted to talk about the Phantasma Express and old school mango haze. Cause I think that's, we, we didn't really cover those in previous episodes and, uh, just want to kind of give a rundown on that. Uh, they both were finished. Let's see. I want to say it was right around day 70. Uh, and, uh, man, <laughs> talk about some gigantic freaking plants. I mean, they were both just absolutely huge. I think we got, uh, what was it? Looks like we got 410 grams off the old school mango haze and, 390 off the Phantasmo Express. So obviously that's insane. Uh the fact that you can, you know, in 70 days from seed uh you know, yield something like that and quality as hell too. Golly. That let me go and say that mango haze. Well, honestly both of them. They're very unique, very just I don't know, they have some very unique terps and uh just really really great products. So uh, highly recommend either one of those, but uh, that was, let's see, I think those were, pretty sure those were the first ones that uh, we ran, you know, after we dried both of them, we used the uh, trim bag to trim, and uh, I've really gotten real accustomed to that thing, man, I'll tell you, if you hadn't tried a trim bag, it's it saves you so many hours and hours of trimming, I'm uh, I know some people are like, well, aren't you like kind of knocking off trichomes using a trim bag? But it's like, nah, I don't think so. And if you are, I mean, it's negligible, you know. Uh, and also, like, I, I keep the trim and I actually sift that. I dry sift that. So, honestly, anything that came off is going to end up in that. So, you know, you're not going to lose it if you if you do do that. So, uh, highly recommend trim bag. Uh, it's been the easiest solution trim wise that I've used and uh I honestly find myself kind of at a point where I don't really want to use anything else just because it's just that easy and simple and effective. So uh anyway, I'm I'm getting a little rabbit trail in a bit, but uh but yeah with those those two man it, they really did super well and uh so shortly after that one we decided to uh run one of the uh, speed run seeds and we we went with uh, the supreme runs which uh oddly enough and that it could be a you know because a lot of what we ran so far in dwc has been fast buds and mefesto but this was the first one outside of those that i ran dwc and it didn't get quite as big but it still did fantastic uh, it was definitely a lot more indica and shorter and fatter flowers and denser super dense flowers uh, in fact, if you jump on the IG, you'll see uh, I, I, we posted pictures after using trim back to trim it and everything. Just turned out beautiful. Uh, so the uh, uh, 
terp profiles on the Supreme Runts was definitely a little different from the previous ones we've ran. It wasn't as loud, but it's a lot more, to me it smells and tastes a lot like uh, cereal marshmallows, like Lucky Charms marshmallows. That's what it, it tastes and smells like to me, but outstanding. I think we still got, uh, what was it, it was right under 11, I think, 11 ounces off that one. And uh, just beautiful, beautiful flowers. Uh, so all I can say, man, is, uh, you know, the reason I wanted to talk about this more is just to really encourage people. And I guess it kind of depends on what you're wanting to go for. But in my, in my opinion, when it comes to this, at this point, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm thinking of it like real estate. Like if you had a rental, rental property that you owned and, you know, you want that, that property to make you money or to, uh, not necessarily make you money in this case, but, you know, utilize the most you can get out of a certain area. So, you know, as you guys, if you've been following the review for the last year or so, you've seen, uh, you know, that we've had several that just didn't do very well in soil and cocoa and other ones that did fantastic. You know, it's all over the place. And then a lot of that, the ones I'm talking about that were small and messed up were my own doing. It wasn't genetic. It was just uh, different issues that we worked through, and you know. But I will say, uh, as far as DWC goes, uh, I think the worst we had two. I had reran the uh, Sour Stomper and the Forum Stomper, I believe. Um, DWC, kind of in between these, and and both of those got a little messed up. And again, that was my own doing. Uh, I was doing a thing at first where I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to actually not actually change the whole bucket. Like some people with DWC, they actually change the bucket every week. You know, they actually swap the bucket out, wash it and everything. And I was thinking like, I don't think that's quite necessary. Yeah. You probably do need to do that from time to time, but not every week. So that's why I was kind of experimenting with those. And basically what happened is I didn't change it at all. I was just topping it out this whole life just to see kind of like what's the worst this can do <laughs> and of course you know there's sediment at the bottom of the bucket and stuff and eventually the roots get down there and they're just probably kind of in the sediment so you know obviously I don't like that but uh all things considered now it was a fairly they were both kind of ugly because they were having deficiencies and stuff like that because of all that but again it was kind of a test so I just let it go and even in the worst conditions I mean, I was actually expecting it not to do much at all because of how it looked. But, man, both of those turned out really good. Not real pretty as far as the plant goes. But once it was done and trimmed and all that, I think we still got like, what was it, five or six ounces off each one. And, you know, they were still, you know, beautiful, loud as hell. I mean, great product. So, that's kind of a worst case scenario, and that's why I tell you, you know, if you want, if you if you were growing to try to provide quality product for yourself and your family or whatever like that, uh, you know, you can literally run one autoflower in like a three by three or a four by four. Uh, with a four by four, you can stagger what like what I'm trying to do, so that you kind of, you know, you end up hopefully chopping about once a month, um, but. Even if you just ran one at a time, I mean, like I say, you, you should get anywhere from, I'm going to say, 6 to 12 ounces 
each time. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, I, I burn all day, every day, all the time. And I couldn't, I couldn't go through that much. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I feel like as a grower, you know, you want it to just work and put out a great product, a good amount, you know, so it's well worth the time and effort and money you've invested in this equipment. So that's why I'm leaning on kind of not even just suggesting, but like pushing DWC hydroponics. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that swear by like organics and this and that and the other. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just what you want to do. No hate, you know, uh, it's just that I feel like a lot of people don't really understand or realize the potential of DWC and what you get out of it. So, you know, everybody definitely do what they, they want to do. But if you haven't tried an autoflower in DWC, I encourage you to just give it a shot just for the hell of the hell of it even just to just I mean it's fun it's fun to to watch it grow and I mean it's just it grows unlike any other way you know it's just a straight bush <laughs> I mean these things would be shrubberies like if you look on IG right now and look at the ghost tooth like I said it's a day 50 I mean it straight looks like a shrubbery that would be out you know out by your out in front of your house or something so it's it's amazing, and uh, so anyway, just really want to encourage that because I know there's a lot of people that are scared to get into it or worried or intimidated or whatever because it seems a lot more convoluted or whatever, but it's really not. It's as simple as a five-gallon bucket full of water with an air stone at the bottom of it attached to an air pump outside the bucket. That's it. That's all it is. And the reason it works is it's sitting there feeding uh, oxygen bubbles to the roots at all times, along with the nutrients you have in the water, so it's being super fed all the time. And with DWC, it gives you a lot more control. Like with soil and cocoa, you know, if you're not totally sure what the pH is in the soil and things like that, well, you know, with DWC, if you have an issue, you can literally just change the bucket and you're done <laughs> you know you can take the bucket wash it dump dump it out wash it put new water in it dial it in drop the plant back in it you, you know fixed so gives you a lot more control uh and that's something i want to talk about because i've got a lot of listener questions lately about the subject and how i go about uh, my process so I wanted to kind of lay that out for you guys, for, for people that are already running DWC and, or want to eventually. Uh, first of all, let me, let me give a big shout out to New Level Hydroponics. These Jason over there, those, those guys have been amazing to the review and our team. Uh, they've allowed several of us to showcase their systems. And in every case, it's just it's great. And what I love about them is that they're simple, no nonsense. It's like, here's what you need. And it's kind of like the product version of the review. Like, that's what I wanted the review to be to what you guys could jump on the podcast or jump in the server or wherever and just get the answers you need. So with New Level, it's not a bunch of bullshit. I mean, the prices are great. In fact, if you use our code, uh, which is you know, TAFR420, I believe it'll save you, I want to say you said 15% or something like that. And their prices are already, I mean, pretty, pretty low. So, 
even if you didn't have the coupon, I mean, you can go get you a four bucket kit and be set up for just like, I don't know if it's even a couple hundred bucks. And, uh, so that's why I say, like, say you're a photo period grower you're going to have a veg area and a flower area. Normally, if you have a veg area that you're running, you know, 20, 20, uh, own four off or something like that anyway, or you're an 18, six, uh, and you've got any space in there at all, for God's sake, you throw some autoflowers in there. I mean, it's really, it's crazy to me not to, you know, because you can, even if you threw some in some solo cups, I mean, it's obviously not going to yield very much, but I mean, it's space that can be used and autos are so, you know, I know something I've done in the past, you know, they're kind of a turnkey kind of thing. So in that kind of situation, you could take a solo cup or just a small container, get you some grow dots, uh, you know, or there's a couple other products kind of like grow dots out there, but you know, you just mix it into the soil and you just water it, plain water. That's all you ever give it. So, you know, there's plenty of opportunities to just throw some autos in that, you know, some space that's being your pain to light and everything anyway. And, uh, and you know, if you don't, run photos and you just grow autos and you're looking for different methods and you know ways to be more successful then that's definitely the way to do it is dwc baby so i'm going to go through a quick run through of how i start them and just kind of the process i go it's, it's again very simple so if you want to kind of take notes real quick you won't need very much paper and it won't take you very long so let's talk about how to start your autos in your DWC setup. A lot of people will uh, germinate their seeds in a paper towel or, you know, different kinds of germination methods. And then, you know, once it's got a tap root or whatever, they'll throw it in the, in the uh, little rock wool cubes and do it that way. And, you know, I'm not going to uh, throw any shade on that because, you know, a lot of people do do that and, it seems to work, but in my experience with autos, all it takes is one little mistake with the roots to just totally fuck it up. Or not fuck it up, but, you know, stun it to a good degree, which, to be fair, the two I did as experiments trying to stunt them still did really well. So that's another thing about this is it kind of like even in the worst case, you're not going to end up with, you know, a half ounce or something after all your trouble. Usually, at least not in my experience, but anyway, so what I do is I, I fill my, you know, I make my bucket. I use five gallon buckets, uh, from DWC or from DWC from new level. And, uh, you know, I make my water, fill it to the right level and all that. Um, and what I do, uh, because the autoflowers don't need as much nutrients as photo periods. Uh, they just don't require it. So, uh, like the uh, cutting edge solutions louder powder that I'm using. It's a powder based A and B for grow out A and B for bloom. And I think it recommends something like 4.4 grams per gallon of both. So that's based on photo period. So I've lately dialed it back to about three and that's later on once it's fully developed. But in fact, let me, let me I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here. So make your water, uh, I base, I based a regular, uh, like in this, with this louder powder at three grams per gallon is regular dose. So 
uh, when you make that first bucket, uh, I would do like maybe one gram, you know, do about 33% or say 25 to 33% of a normal, you know, dosage of your nutrients in this first bucket because the first couple of weeks, it's not going to use hardly any water um, until the plant develops and the roots come on through the basket and it's hitting the water. Then you'll start seeing some water uptake and it'll just go exponentially from there. But for those first couple of weeks, it's not going to really use much any much of any water. So what I do, uh, like I said, I just mix that up, about 25% of normal dosage. I pH it to about 5.5. And, and, um, and that's it. You know, I put the lid on. I fill the, uh, well, you don't have to put it on first to do this. But basically, fill your basket with your little pebbles uh, just about to the top. And then you can make you like a little whole area in the pebbles to set your rock wool cube you want your rock wool cube the top of the cube to be flush with the top of the bucket as much as possible it doesn't have to be perfect but uh anyway so i just take that cube and i use a knife or you know sometimes they already have a preset hole in them but i usually use a knife or something like that and just kind of make a little slit in the cube and i just push the seed down in that slit it's only in there about maybe a quarter of an inch it's not very far then I'll tear off like a little piece of the rock wool off the corner or something and, and stick in that hole to kind of cover up the seed. And then I use a, a syringe. I think it's a five mil syringe. And I just take the, you know, suck up water out of the bucket and I you know, pour it onto the cube, you know, saturating it. And uh, I actually, I missed a step. Before I put the seed in there, I sprinkle a little bit of gray white on in the hole and kind of on the cube. Uh, great white's a great, great thing to use for germination. Uh, it really does, you know, kind of set you up for success because that first few days really makes a big difference. So anyway, sprinkle some great white in there, put my seed in there, put my little piece of rock wool over the hole to kind of cover the seed. Again, the seed's not in the cube very far. It's about a quarter of an inch. And at that point, I just use my syringe and I just soak the hole, you know, suck up about five mil and then just squirt it on the cube completely saturating the cube and i do that daily for the first couple of weeks uh, i usually do everything like that in the morning but uh you just want to make sure you don't want to oversaturate it i think just like say a five five mil or so just squirt it on there and that should be it sometimes i'll put a cup on top like a clear cup like a dome but I've really kind of found like that didn't that doesn't seem to really make much of a difference in this particular method. So uh, the other thing you're going to have to do once you do all that, uh, it should be pretty much effortless at that point because you're just kind of a waiting game. All you'll do is you know uh, each morning after that, about every two days or so, you're probably going to have to readjust the pH because uh, something you need to know is that the air the air stone in there, the air bubbles that's being pumped in the water that actually causes the pH to rise over time. Uh, so in those first few weeks when it's not using very much water, you'll have to go in, like say about every other day, you really need to keep an eye on it because if you go several days, it's going to go way up and then you're going to have problems. So I, I tell everybody at least every other day because you're going in there to, you know, squirt it, the cube with water anyway. You got to do that every day. But maybe every other day when you do that, before you do it, check the pH, make sure it's about 5.5, 5.6, something like that. And if it's not, 
go ahead and adjust it. Uh, it shouldn't go too far out. It might be up to six or something like that after a couple days, but that's fine. You know, just go in there, adjust it back down to five and a half, five point six, or something like that, and then water your cube. And uh, like I say, that's pretty much going to be your process for the first two weeks or so, probably going into your third week. But that's about the time you'll start seeing, you know, the roots coming out the bottom of the basket. And uh, like I say, once those roots are actually touching the water, uh, that's kind of where the race starts. At that point, from then to the end of the, the growth cycle, it's going to get faster and faster and faster. <laughs> so... The biggest thing throughout the whole thing, making sure your water level, like with the new level kits, they have a water level indicator on it. It's got a little notch so you know where the water should be and how low it is. So, uh, you know, again, uh, from week three, maybe week three and week four, you can just about just use you maybe like a milk jug or something like that, use a container and go ahead and mix you up your nutrients and pH it to about five and a half. And uh, you can just use that to top it out and just keep it topped out where it should be every morning once it gets to that point. Because uh, like I say, once you get a root system and the root system is actually in the water good and all that, it's going to really start going. It's going to really start, uh, water uptake is going to go faster and faster. Uh, but for this first like week three and four, more than likely you'll you know probably put anywhere from a quarter to half a gallon or something a day to top it out uh, but once it gets to about week four and week five that's when the root system's very developed and then usually at that point you have a pretty decent sized plant uh, now at this point you should about week four is when you start you should start seeing sex of the plant if you've got feminized seeds you should start seeing some white hairs and uh, and at that point I usually start, I go, you know, because the louder powder, you've got A and B grow and A and B bloom. So that's when I start converting it over. As soon as I start seeing hairs, not like the very first day I do, but probably like, I don't know, two or three days later, I start, uh, you know, converting it over. Like when I'm mixing my nutrients, it's bloom now. And uh, I will say that's also about the time that I will pop the lid off. I usually just have another empty bucket so I can lift the lid up so the roots dangle and everything and I just I just set it on top of the empty bucket so that it's you know the roots aren't touching anything really it's just dangling inside of an empty bucket so I can go and dump the existing bucket out and wash it real good and then yeah make a new uh, bucket and uh, at that point like I say I, you know it's usually converted over to bloom at that point and then and also uh, you know, at the three grams per gallon, if it's louder powder, uh, if it's anything else, I can't say for sure. Cause I haven't done it, but you can probably kind of rule a thumb, you know, three quarters of whatever it's saying to use. Cause unless it's specifically for auto flowers, otherwise I would go with about three quarters of whatever, 75%. And, uh, so at that point, you know, we're usually, uh, putting some clips on, you know, kind of trying to train it even a little bit before this, because training, that's totally up to you. I usually try to just kind of leaf tuck those first, like somewhere between week three and four uh, around that time, you know, it'll start getting pretty 
you know, the growth will really start going well. And I, just, I try to just kind of tuck the bigger leaves to where the smaller shoots and everything are getting light. Uh, and that's really about all I do until I get to about week, it's probably toward the end of week four, maybe week five. And, you know, it's really developed real well at that point. Good and strong, got a good root system. And uh, then I'll usually use uh, New Level makes these clips that clip onto the bucket that you can tie wire onto or whatever. So I use those to kind of pull down some of the branches to open it up a bit. And uh, not, I don't really do a lot of training, though. That's about it. Just about that time, I, it's usually about four main branches that I'll kind of pull down. And, uh, of course, it varies a little bit from plant to plant, to plant but I, the idea is just to kind of pull them down so that light can get up in there good. And uh, so from then on, uh, usually at this point, it's consuming, you know, a gallon, well, you know, anywhere from a half gallon to a gallon a day, like every time you go to top it out every morning you know you, you should be using about half to a full gallon and uh, at this point you don't really have to worry much about checking the ph of the actual bucket reservoir you know because you're topping it out so much that you know you should be feeding it like 5.5 ph sorry my phone's going off uh, so that's what I, that's what i'm doing now is feeding it at five and a half because i you want to take into account that it's going to raise a couple points because of the air stone, you know, between the time you're feeding until 24 hours later when you're feeding again. So what that does, it's going to raise a little bit because you really want it in the 5.7, 5.8 range, ideally. Um, so that kind of gives it a buffer essentially to where it can rate, it can rise up a little bit and it'll be in the correct range, but it won't, it shouldn't go too far out of that or be too, too below it. So anyway, um, let's see. So at that point, you know, you should see, let's see, you'd be at probably day 30, 35 or something, maybe even day 40 by this point. And, uh, you should have a nice size plant. Uh, you should see that it, you know, looks pretty healthy and everything, vigorous growth. Um, and at this point it's just really just maintaining, topping it out every day. And then about every other week from then on, like, you know, you do that first bucket swap, you know, wash it out and everything when you go from veg to bloom. But then from then on about every other week, about every two weeks, just go ahead and swap buckets, you know, go ahead and do the same thing. Go ahead and uh, I have an extra bucket just that's, you know, just a, a spare. So what I do is I make a new bucket, new bucket of water with that. It's already been cleaned and everything. So I go ahead and make, make a new bucket, and then I just pull the lid off the existing one and set the plant in it. And then I take the existing bucket out, wash it and everything like that, and save it for next time to do the same thing with. So that way you're not actually pulling the bucket lid off and having to bang the roots around to set it in another bucket because you know at this point the roots are usually pretty big so you want to try to be as gentle as you can on the roots so i try to do it that way so i'm literally just lifting it up out of the existing bucket and then setting it down in the the replacement bucket that's new and clean and then just pull the old bucket out and dump it out and wash it and set it up for next time and uh so that's about it y'all uh, you should see 
this cycle take anywhere from 65 to maybe even up to 90 days. I haven't seen anything run that long yet. Like literally everything I've ran has been ready right around day 70. So uh, I can't really speak on all these other genetics and all that, but that's been kind of a rule of thumb. But like I say, uh, there's a lot of factors. You know, if you live like where I live, it's humid and hot and all that and you might live in a very dry climate and stuff like that so there's you know there's a lot of variables that if we ran the exact same thing in several different parts of the country there would probably be you know different results because of that so don't expect to necessarily get the exact same results as you may maybe see uh, through our updates but i would venture to say it won't be too far off so um that's about it. Like I say, uh, when it comes time to uh, to chopper, uh, it's going to be a nice little thing. And that, let me include this because of the trim bag. Uh, what I've started to do, uh, just because these plants are quite large, uh, and everything is I actually just go in, I, I just cut them at the main branch, like eat each branch, uh, snip off the main fan leaves that are just garbage, and then I hang the whole branch. And I've got a separate tent that I use that with a dehumidifier in it and all that, and a humidifier so that I can keep the relative humidity right at about 60. That's where you want it during dry to try to, you know, you want it to dry at a certain rate but not too fast. And if you have a dehumidifier and a humidifier in the tent, and you have them, you know, you get ones that have a set point so you can say like on the dehumidifying side, set it to like you know 60 and then on the humidifying side set it to like you know i'd say 57 something like that and between the two of them they will keep the the environment in that tent right about 58 or 60 which is you know where you want it so you know the biggest thing with all this is just keeping an eye on it uh, usually once you have it set and if you're keeping an eye on it daily if something does go a little out of whack or something, it's pretty easy to correct. Uh, but yeah, I just hang it like that. It usually takes about eight to 10 days, maybe 12 days to dry completely because you want to make sure that your leaves and your stems and everything are actually, they kind of crack a little bit when you, like the stems, when you actually try to bend them a little bit, they should be kind of pliable, but not just immediately, you know, like crack. So once you get that to that point, you can literally just, then I take them out of the tent, I snip the actual buds off the main branches into a big tray, and then I dump all that in a tr uh, trim bag and shake it around for, or spin it around for about maybe three to five minutes. It don't even take very long. And boom, done. <laughs> in, the, in, in bags or jars for cure. It's that simple, y'all. Uh, some of this stuff costs a little money, like a trim bag. I think it's a couple hundred bucks, but, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, if you use it one time with one plant, like I'm talking about, you got your money out of it. You'll see if you ever use one, you'll see, you'll be like, holy shit. I just saved like eight hours of trimming. So, uh, definitely a big time investment. And that's another, again, that's something we try to do here is to do this stuff so we can then tell you like here's our experience and you know would definitely recommend you know this or that so save you a lot of time because there's a lot of great products on the market and you know i'm not saying that there aren't you know 
good trimming products out there. There are. And uh, again, just like with growing, that kind of goes back to what you think and what you believe. Like a lot of people are very against trim bag because they think that you're just banging it around and you're knocking off half the trichomes, which isn't true. I'll go ahead and tell you. I don't see any discernible difference before or after. I mean, I'm sure something comes off of it, but again, it's negligible. It's nothing you would even notice. If you had some of your hand trimmed or some of you did trim bag side by side and rolled one with both, you would not know which was which. So, um, but I guess that's about it, y'all. Um, if you have any questions about this, as always, you know, feel free to shoot us an email at theautoflowerreview at gmail.com uh, or DM us on Instagram or uh, in our Discord. Uh, we're here to help. We want to help you succeed and make this a fun experience that you, especially if you hadn't done this yet with DWC and Autos, that when you do that first one, you're going to be like, holy shit. You know, because that was my reaction. I was sitting here like every day I'd go check it and I'm just sitting there like my eyes all the way open. Like I cannot believe what I'm seeing here. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> it's to the point where it's like, man, I wish I had a lot more area to grow because I would love to be able to run, you know, like nine different ones in a big room, you know, to where each one had plenty of room and could just do its thing. But at the same time, if I did that, even just one cycle, <laughs> it would be such a massive end result that uh, I would then be terrified <laughs> about how much I've got from that. So, uh, but if you're again just a you know a grower, home grower looking to supply yourself and some family members kind of thing, um, this is a perfect solution. It's turnkey almost. And I'm working more, you know, I'm going to continue working, dialing this in even more so, because I think it can be even more turnkey than this. So, um, anyway, appreciate you listening, and I uh, hope you guys have had a good week, and have a good weekend coming up. And, uh, you know, again, we're, we love listener questions, uh, so if there's anything you're struggling with, or you just have a question about, or anything at all, you know, we encourage you to hit us up. We're here. We're not something where you're going to email and not hear back for days and days. Or, you know, we're not. you're going to hear back probably within the hour. Uh, we have a great team of growers and a lot of, you know, all together, a lot of experience because all our team, you know, some that only run outside and some that are only inside, some that are soil, cocoa, hydro. So between the everybody and the team, we have a pretty – pretty good wealth of information so we can we can usually help you and uh we also have a great uh roster of sponsors that have really helped the review get to this point and allow us to be able to showcase these things to this degree for you guys and uh, and for ourselves, you know because again we're just like y'all for the most part we're just growers that we're just a team but aside from that individually we're probably pretty similar to you uh, just regular growers. So, um, so we really appreciate you uh, supporting the review. Uh, we're going to have some big news coming soon about the review and the way um, we're doing things. So, really excited about that. But we're still working on putting that together. So, uh, but that that'll be coming soon. And uh, I know we have some other news coming up as well. So, make sure to you know if you're not already follow the Instagram page. That's at the Autoflower Review. And uh, our website is theautoflowerreview.com. 
And uh, on our website, you will find a list of all our sponsors, all our discount codes. Uh, the link to our uh, Discord is at the very top of the website. So when you log on the autoflowerview.com, I think it's a, a yellow bar you'll see across the top. That takes you straight to our Discord. We very much in encourage you to join that. Uh, we're building that up, and hopefully, eventually, Discord will be our main outlet. Uh, that we will be doing classes, giveaways, just all kinds of stuff. And they, should they even do poker night in there now? I haven't got a chance to, to play a game with them, but uh, yeah, they're doing games and all kinds of stuff in there. So it's a really cool place to be. And uh, so definitely encourage you to jump on that. And I guess that's about it. Uh, you know, oh yeah, the whole spill about, you know, rate, like, subscribe, you know, on whatever platform you listen to. <laughs> you know, we got to whore that out. So <laughs> we got to, you know, that support actually allows us to do so much more. So it's because of you guys coming together and supporting us that we're where we're at now. So, you know, we, we do appreciate that. And as much as I don't like to ask people to like us and rate us, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it does go a long way. So we do appreciate it. And uh, I guess that's about it for this one. And uh, so y'all know what to do. Grown peace.